Welcome back to Quick Kiss and Frogs, the podcast exploring dating and relationships from the perspective of a therapist who's been there herself. I'm your host, Dominique, and I'm so glad to have you guys back here with me in the new year. I'm really excited for what we're going to have on the podcast in the coming year, and I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in here today with me. Um, So new year, new me, right? That's what they say. Um, I personally am a big goal setter. I love goals and resolutions, but I don't like waiting for the new year to set them. But I do love the motivation that the new year brings and the feeling of a fresh start um, just feels like a clean slate and a chance to try new things, to start new habits, to leave old habits behind, all that good stuff. And so in terms of the podcast, it's sort of new year, new podcast style. I'm going to do a little more bite-sized podcasts for y'all going forward. I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter and more digestible and more frequent. And we might have some new things like interviews coming up. So stay tuned for that and make sure that you are subscribed if you have not already. And keeping in the same vein with new year, new me, resolutions and that kind of thing, we're going to talk today about new year, new dating life, um, in the sense of we're going to talk through a few different, three specifically, different resolutions that you might want to consider setting for yourself um, to improve your love life in 2023. And there's a good chance that if you are dating, that your dating experience in 22 was not everything that you'd hoped it would be. There's a good chance that there was room for improvement. There's things that you would like to be different about your dating life in 2023. And the same thing goes if you're in a relationship already. There was probably parts of 2022 that went really well. And there's probably some things that you're hoping to improve in 2023 or things that could be improved. And so no matter where you are in your dating life or your relationship status, whether you're single or dating, whether you're looking to meet the right guy who's a match for you, or whether you're looking to get more serious in your current relationship, there are plenty of things that are within your control, well within your control, as you work towards those relationship goals and trying to cultivate the love life that you've always wanted. And it all starts with your mindset, like so many things, and it starts with taking ownership of the things that you can change, as well as the flip side of recognizing the things that you can't change. And so, you know, bouncing off of that, these are going to be my top three resolutions that I would recommend you guys consider setting for yourself in the new year. And the first resolution that I would strongly suggest considering is hold to your standards on the important things. Resolve to keep the standards that you have. And this can mean different things to different people, right? Because everyone has a different idea of what standards mean. So I want to be really clear that when I'm talking about resolving to hold to your standards on the important things, I mean the really important things. I mean the important things such as shared values um, or core values and beliefs. I'm talking about how someone treats you, whether you're, you know, just meeting them in a coffee shop or whether you are on a first date or whether you've been dating for three years. I'm talking about what kind of relationship you're looking for, as well as what kind of commitment you're looking for from someone that you're in a relationship with. Those kinds of things are the important things. They are what is foundational 
to your relationship, to the satisfaction that you're going to feel from that partnership, as well as to the longevity of the relationship and whether or not you'll both be able to sustain that. And of course, holding to your standards on the important things means that you have to know what's important to you. You have to know what your standards are in order to hold to them. Otherwise, you're going to be floundering about. So if you haven't thought that through with a lot of seriousness, now is the time to do it. It's a time to ask yourself, what are my core values? What kind of relationship do I want? Um, and really, you know, think about the kind of man that you would want to marry or that you'd want to be in a relationship with, at least. And think about what values you would share with him. Think about what qualities he would have. And when you know what would make you want to seal the deal with a guy, then you kind of know what your standards are because those qualities, those values that you would see in a potential match, those are your deal makers because they're the ones that make you want to seal the deal. You're like, oh, this guy is it or he is a good match. He's a really probable, you know, good guy that I could be with and be happy with. And then that means that the opposite of those deal maker qualities and values um, would be your deal breakers or the lack of those qualities or values. So, for example, some people, lots lots of women, want to get married. And so being with someone who is interested in getting married and having a family as well and shares that value and that goal would be a deal maker On the flip side, if you meet a guy who's a great person, very fun, very respectful, charming, attractive, lots of common interests, but he tells you, I don't ever want to get married and I don't want to have kids, he's lacking that very important core value that you it's important to share in a partner. And so that would be a deal breaker where it should be a deal breaker. And so if you've set the resolution that you're resolved to hold to your standards on the important things and you were to be dating a guy and he says that to you, it would be important that you respect yourself and respect your standards and respect what you want and you let that deal breaker be a deal breaker. And that's really the quickest way to explain this resolution of holding to your standards on the important things, it means letting deal breakers be deal breakers. It means not hemming and hawing and deliberating over something when someone is demonstrating, you know, incompatibility, when they're not meeting your standard or trying to change them to make him meet your standard. You got to uphold your values and hold yourself accountable by breaking things off over things that are a big deal. Let your deal breakers be deal breakers. Um, So that would be resolution number one. And again, it always starts with knowing what's important to you, knowing what your core values are. So if you don't know that, you're going to be screwed. So start with thinking about it, really seriously thinking about what you want out of a relationship, what is important to you, and what that means as far as where do you need to draw that line in the sand for what is okay and what is not okay. It doesn't mean that someone who doesn't meet your standard is a bad person or they're a monster. It just means they're not the person for you and you have to hold fast to that and let that deal breaker be a deal breaker. 
So second resolution that I would recommend considering for yourself is being more open-minded and flexible about the unimportant things. So this is the other end of the spectrum from the first deal breaker. First one is saying, recognize what is truly important and treat that with the importance and the gravity that it does carry because it is so important and a lot of people end up experiencing really bad relationships and a lot of heartache because they don't hold to their standards. They don't treat their deal breakers like deal breakers. They treat them like suggestions. So on the flip side, there's a lot of people who end up in unfortunate relationships or they end up unhappy and single because they are too strict about the things that don't really matter. And so when I talk about the unimportant things and the areas where you want to be more flexible and open-minded, these are the things that are not foundational to who someone is or to the relationship that they want with you. So this is stuff like height, it's hair, you know, someone's personal style or his professional field, the kind of degree he has or where he went to school or the specific company he works for, that kind of thing. A lot of women get really hung up on these things. Uh, We all know height is a stereotypical thing that women get hung up on to the point that they'll even put it in their dating app profile, which is totally whack because we know we know women are completely outraged and the mob will come for a man who put something in his dating app profile about having specific physical attributes that he desires in a woman or you know he won't date a woman who lacks a certain physical attribute whether it's a cup size or a dress size or a hair color or whatever but so many women are happy to put in their dating app profile you know guys under six feet need not apply that kind of thing which is just garbage ladies you know if we're going to call out men on their garbage behavior we need to be able to take it too and that is frankly garbage behavior and does not reflect well on you when that is in your profile so you know bonus resolution number 2a would be If you have that kind of thing in your dating app profile, take it out today. You know, don't wait. Go ahead and just take that out right now. Doesn't mean you need to date people that you are outright unattracted to or repulsed by because nobody wants that and that's not fair to the person you're dating. And it doesn't mean that you need to disregard physical attraction or any other kind of attraction when it comes to dating. But it means you need to be a little more open-minded. So for example, if you are, say you're a woman who is five foot six and you have always told yourself, you know, I don't date guys who are my height or I don't date guys who are under six feet, that's probably a standard, a um, an arbitrary standard that you've set that might be holding yourself back. You might be eliminating a lot of guys who would be really great for you just because they happen to be five foot ten instead of six foot one. And so by being more open-minded and giving guys a chance, even when they don't meet a hundred percent of the ideal that you have for a potential partner, can really open your world up to potential matches that could be even better matched for you in reality than the person that you see on a dating app or on eHarmony or in the coffee shop or whatever that you think, oh, that is my type. That person looks like the perfect match for me. And again, 
It does not mean you have to date someone that turns you off. It doesn't mean that if you can't stand to be around someone that you should still give them a chance, even though you know that their personality is a huge turnoff. It just means you need to give guys a chance to show you that they have the good core qualities that you're looking for in a man, even if their outer qualities are not 100% match for what you'd wanted or expected. And basically what I'm saying is stop writing guys off so quickly, right? We all, we've all done it before, but the truth is that when you write someone off really quickly without giving them a chance at all, you are mostly doing a disservice to yourself because you're not giving yourself a chance to be surprised by this guy. And you're not giving yourself a chance to find out that maybe he has, you know, 70% of the outward or surface level qualities that you had wanted in a partner and that you thought would make someone a good match, but he has 95% of the inner qualities and the really foundational things that would make someone a good match. And you'd be surprised at what you might find attractive when you get to know someone a little bit better and find out more about who he is as a person. So stop writing guys off so quickly and start giving yourself a chance to be surprised by them. In practical terms, what this means or what it looks like is being more deliberate in your use of dating apps. So if you're on a swiping app, you know, taking a sec to look through someone's profile more thoroughly before you write them off for an appearance-based thing or because you see their profession and you think, oh, you know, he's in finance. I never date guys who are in finance because they're all, um, how do we put this delicately? They're womanizers, <laughs> you know, to use the old fashioned term for F boy. Um, but be more deliberate in taking a second to look through someone's profile and decide whether you're going to swipe left or right based on what you see in the profile and what you can discern about that person as a whole, rather than just the snap judgment based off of how they look. And it means that if your friends are offering to set you up, being a little more open-minded and maybe accepting that setup. And even if you've seen a picture of this person and they're not the most attractive guy you ever saw, still going on the date. Because if your friends know you well, and if they know this guy well, and they're suggesting that you'd get along, there's a chance that you guys do share some of those important foundational values and have some of those important qualities in the mix that make for a good relationship. And those surface level things that might initially make you think, oh, I don't know if he's the one for me. You know, he's not my normal type. You might be surprised once you get to be there in person with him and get to know him a little better over first date. And when speaking of first dates, being more open-minded and flexible about the things that are not that important in the long run means going on more first and even second dates with guys who are a good match on paper for you. Even if you're unsure about whether you have chemistry with him, if you know that you guys have on paper, you know, all the qualities that would make for a good match, meaning you share the important values, um, you have, you're looking for the same things out of a relationship, both in the short-term relationship and long-term in terms of marriage, family, kids, that kind of thing. Um, it's worth it to give yourself a chance or two, meaning a first and 
probably even a second date with this guy to see if what is on paper really gets played out in person and if you are able to develop some chemistry when you're there in person even if it didn't initially come up when you were first maybe introduced by friends or when you first came across each other on a dating app and speaking of chemistry it's important that you stop thinking of first dates as good or bad in terms of chemistry only because chemistry can be really misleading. You can have really strong chemistry with someone who is a horrible match for you. Think of all the guys who are really big players, just want to hook up with girls, do not plan to call you in the morning. Um, They are able to create chemistry with lots of different women. And it's very convincing chemistry. I wouldn't say that it's false or inauthentic chemistry because you chemistry isn't something that is deep rooted it feeling chemistry does not mean that you're a good match and so guys that want to use women or they just want to hook up with women are often able to create lots of chemistry on a first date because that's part of how they operate and that's part of their charm. And there's some people who, you know, there's plenty of men and women who aren't just looking to hook up, but who are naturally very charming and personable. And these people can often create a sense of chemistry with almost anyone. It's a interpersonal skill in some senses. And to a great degree, it's just an interpersonal a gift in terms of having that quality and being able to naturally be very charming. But that's why chemistry can be so deceiving and it is not a good uh, metric to use to judge whether a first date was good or bad. When you're trying to decide whether a first date was good or bad, you want to consider what you learned about this guy on the first date. You want to consider whether he seemed like he was a good match for you. You want to think about how he treated you, um, how that made you feel. Consider whether you had fun spending time with him. You know, just that really basic, did I enjoy being there with him? Did I enjoy talking with him? Did I enjoy, you know, if you're doing an activity like um, going on a walk or going to an event together, did you enjoy that more because you were with him? And think about whether you would have, whether you think you would have as much fun if you were to spend time with him again. Because feeling intense chemistry right off the bat can be really fun. And it's not a bad sign because some people who are a great match have chemistry immediately and they just click from the very beginning. And it's, you know, it's a very lucky situation. But for lots of people who have are with a person who is a wonderful partner for them, have very happy marriages, they don't have that immediate chemistry that's like a roaring forest fire right off the bat. Chemistry often, well, chemistry always grows over time when you have a good match, but it often starts out as a much smaller spark. And then as you build that relationship, as you get to know one another better, and connect on a deeper level, that chemistry builds and it grows. So don't let chemistry be the barometer you use to judge your first dates or your second dates and be intentionally open-minded and flexible about the things that are not that important in dating. 
Um, and then the third resolution, the last suggestion that I would have for you if you're thinking about resolutions that would benefit your dating life in 2023 is to build the life that you want, even if you're not in a relationship and even if your relationship isn't where you want it to be. And so this, by this, I mean, resolve to do the things you've wanted to do and don't let yourself be held back by thinking, I'll wait till I'm in a relationship to do that, or I'll wait till I'm married to do that, or I'll wait for this or that relationship milestone before I start to work towards this goal, this other goal in my life. The time to start on any goal that's important to you is now. So whether you're dating, whether you're single, whether you're already in a serious relationship, or maybe you're even engaged or married, invest your time and your energy into meaningful things outside of dating. It could be personal projects, could be hobbies, it could be volunteering, um, family relationships and friendships, charity work, really anything that's rewarding and makes your life richer. This is what makes you you. Um, This is what makes you interesting. It's what gives your life color. And having interesting interests, being involved in things, being engaged with life and pursuing goals is something that makes you very desirable to the kind of men that you're wanting to date. So that's a bonus if you're single or if you're dating. It's a bonus that doing this makes you more desirable to the kinds of guys that you are hoping to date and the kind of man that you want to end up with. But most importantly, it makes sure that you're not putting your life on hold until you're in a relationship or until your relationship is where you want it to be. Because so many women end up putting things on hold in their life, whether it's waiting for the right guy, waiting for an engagement ring, waiting for a wedding, waiting for kids. And there are a few things that cause us as much regret as wasted time. So don't squander yours. Um, Think of the things you want out of life, especially when it comes to relationships. If you want to be with a man who's a really good match for you, if you want to have a happy marriage, if you want to have kids, those things may all be part of what you want, but there are surely other things that you want as well. And you can't just put your put your life on the back burner and make dating the only focus or the primary focus in your life. That's not good for you and it does not make you a more attractive person when that is the only thing that you're focusing on. So make the other things that are important to you priorities. You know, prioritize things appropriately. Dating can be a priority. And if you're in a relationship, that should be a priority to different degrees, depending on the seriousness of your relationship. But there's other things in your life that are also important. And you need to keep those things a priority. And you need to keep investing time and energy into those things, even as you are dating and maybe pursuing certain goals in dating, like wanting to find a relationship or wanting to take your relationship to the next level. By doing these things, by continuing to invest in the things that are important to you outside of dating, this is going to make you happier, this is going to make you more confident, and this is going to make your life more fulfilling, both in terms of your relationship life as well as your own life overall. 
And of course, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to goals or resolutions that you could make for yourself that are going to benefit your dating life or that are going to benefit your relationship or that will benefit your confidence and your happiness overall, which of course trickles on down to your relationships and your dating life. So if you want more information on dating goals or how to set more specific goals around dating or how to solve problems in your relationships, check out my website because I've got lots of articles there about all kinds of relationship and dating topics in addition to all my other podcast episodes from 2022. So if you need a link, um, I'll have a link to my website in the description of this episode or you can just go to quitkissingfrogs.com. Um, But thank you for tuning in today. I'm so glad to have you here listening in the new year. And again, if you like the podcast, please leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And feel free to share this podcast with any friends that you think would enjoy dating and relationship content as well. And if you leave a review, uh, be sure to, you know, make a note that you listened to the resolutions podcast and let me know what one of your resolutions is for 2023. Um, I'll be back next week with another episode about budget-friendly date ideas. So that'll be a fun one. And in the meantime, here's to the new year, y'all. Let's make 2023 a really great year. Lahaim and all that, right? I'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>